0: Sleep Nation Station Podcast, Episode 3, Interview with League Guitarist, Seth Bolden. We've got one of my best friends, he was in my wedding, Seth Bolden, Sleep Nation's extraordinary guitar player. How you doing, Bran? I'm doing good, man. I'm just uh, getting pumped up, Episode 3, Seth Bolden. You know, I was trying to get you on episode two, but it just didn't work out that way. It did not. King-tongue. It's rolling along, yeah. though. Episode three. Nice. Episode three. You know, not, maybe not the best in the Star Wars saga. Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know how to use that thing, do you? Here, let me help you. I'll edit this part out. It's the key ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you hear that? Nice. Get down, turn around, go to town, boot, scoot, and boogie. We might even bring that story up. What, the trip to Florida or the karaoke? Either or. It doesn't oh, okay. matter. We'll see what we get into. What is your first memory of music or a song or a band? What's the first memory that you can remember? Alan Jackson's Little Bitty. Alan Jackson's Little Bitty. That's right. Really? Descent tape jumping up and down on my bed. I don't know how old I was. That's pretty cool. Over and over. Man. Drove that... my mom crazy. At what age was that? Whenever it came out, I'm sure. Cannot remember. Okay. But you were young. You were probably like five years old yeah. or something. Okay. Young enough to where jumping on my bed was still a fun activity. I thought it was still a fun activity. It might be. Okay. I'll give it a shot when I get home. Okay. <laughs> when did you start becoming interested in music? Definitely around high school, like I'm sure a lot of people did, but my stepdad got me a guitar one year. I think I was about 12 years old, maybe. I just started picking up, playing, picking around on that thing with him. He showed me some basic chords, and I just kind of fell in love with strumming the old six-string. Strumming the old six string, little jukebox hero. Oh, maybe we'll cover that one day. That's uh, really high. In the <laughs> <laughs> got stars in his eyes. Got to start, oh, we might make it work. But also, then you got the backup vocals in there, so it's which really we weak. all know I'm not very good at. <laughs> Stick, strictly to sticking the guitar. Actually, let's see. There was one show in particular that somebody recorded on the uh, video cassette recorder. I believe it was my stepdad. It was? Yeah. Yes, it was. That was your second show that you had played with us, and we played at the McMinnville VFW. Hometown. That's right. Hometown show. For some reason... The VFW in McMinnville is a black hole for Sleep Nation fans. It was also and storming that night. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't matter. Even it's if it was bad. the best day and all possibilities, everything was in our corner, it would still be like a 15-person show. Yes. The cooks were very entertained. Actually, we had more people at that show than we did another show that prior to uh, Sleep Nation Seth Bolton. The Seth era, right. right. You did the uh, backup vocal stakes at eight six seven five three zero. That's correct. I sounded about like a robot. <laughs> no inflection. So that's it, what I learned. I'm sticking. But your that car. was like your second show, so you know, you just gotta you gotta do what you gotta do, and you gotta roll with the punches. You suck, it. you suck, and you you learn from it. That's right. All that's right. right. I learned a hard lesson. I mean, I, I've learned plenty of lessons, so <laughs> it's it's all good. So you uh, got interested in music in high school. What was the bands that you were listening to in high school? A lot of metal bands. Devil Wars Prada. Also, like stuff like Taking Back Sunday. I love Dashboard Confessional. They were way up there on my top. Both his acoustic stuff and when he got the full band. Yeah, a whole, a whole bunch of metal bands. I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but I got a whole 100-CD C- case full of those bands I used to listen to. And I kind of drifted away into more of the 80s, 70s rock. When did that happen? Probably 11th or 12th grade, started listening to some Metallica. And my mom always loved Aerosmith, so I always gave her a hard time about liking them. But pretty good I, stuff up until you get to, to honking on Bobo. But before that, they're a pretty solid band. I agree, I agree. Well, actually, I mean, what do you think about the Armageddon soundtrack? Solid. That's probably what got me into Aerosmith. I love that song. Really? Man, I'm a softie. You know they didn't even write that song? am not surprised. Yeah, they didn't. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet like Boys. It was Back a Street lady. Boys. I know you like the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> they share my initials. I think that we should possibly, you know, do a like a Backstreets Back uh, cover. All right. All right. You know, I dig it. All right. All right. <laughs> That's a jam. I'll rock that driving on the highway, man. So, so in high school, you're into metal bands. You got into TBS, mm-hmm. which out man, in high school, I was into TBS. Oh, yeah. Except for there's a little bit of uh, age difference between you and I. My senior year, I went and saw TBS with. Mr. Benji Biles. Nice. Which Good friend of both also, ours. Yes. Nice. Yes. So you went to the same high school that I did, FC Boyd Christian School. That's right. McMinnville, like we said. Did you go all pre-K through? I started grade? in kindergarten. You started in kindergarten. And then they built the high school while I was still in middle school. So by the time... Started in kindergarten. By the time I was in middle school, they built the high school. So I went all the way to 12th grade. Graduated from there. Same here. We both graduated from the same school. But mm-hmm. we really didn't cross each other's paths until... I believe it was working at Sears. Correct. Sears Holdings Company. Yep, here in, in Cookville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's where we're recording this at right now. Exactly. So we met at Sears Holdings Corporation, which is no longer with us. Nope. Well, at least not this store, but I'm sure the well, company the, the is the going Murf- down. The Murfreesboro store is gone, too. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Goodbye, Sears. Goodbye, Sears. I was going to buy my house from them. Goodbye, Sears. And Robuck. I was, I was trying to get... <laughs> What's that song? Do you know that song? What's uh- like. Uh, da, 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 da. Goodbye. No. Okay. That one? No. Uh,
1: no. No, no.
0: It was, but that's another goodbye song. It is. It has goodbye in it. it. Goodbye, yeah, Goodbye, Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's a Bee Gees, man, isn't it? No, it's not a Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> I can't that's goodbye Strangers, is that it? I think so. Who sings that song? Know. Man, if we could only have like a call-in session here. I know. But no, I think I've always thought it was the Bee Gees, but I, you know. I'm pretty sure recently that it wasn't. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure that's not the Bee Gees. No. Is it Goodbye Stranger? I think so. Super Tramp. That's yeah. right. That's right. Super tramping. Mm-hmm. The old Super Tramp. Oh, got that figured out. That was uh, <laughs> necessary for this podcast <laughs> to continue. You actually moved in. Through the six-bedroom house that we had on the Big Spring Circle. That was a good time. That was a great time. That At that point, we were a three-piece. We were called Above. It was Michael Rowland, Justin Swingler, and myself. And we actually tried you out as lead guitar player. For one show. Well, we were going to do it for one show. I believe it was like a, a fraternity show. Correct. So we brought you in to kind of jam on some stuff with us. And you're a great guitar player, but for some reason we were not gelling at this moment in time. No. I believe there was other stuff going on in my life. Probably just not neticated for I don't think it. it was you. I think it was us. Like I, My entire musical adventure, I will call it, or journey, my musical journey, I've always been usually the single guitar player. And y'all three were very tight as a right. one cohesive right. group. So the first time we tried you out, it just... We were also in our U2, that, that, that's kind of what Above was, is it was a U2 Switchfoot Angels and Airwaves sound. It was a real, really chimey, delayed guitars, kind of high vocals. And then when that inception of the three-piece, when we tried you out and just, it just didn't work. And I knew we all knew you were a great guitar player. It just didn't work out at that time. Just those sounds. Right, and and it just didn't work. But we kind of had some some time, and you were still living at the house. We went through what we talked about in the first episode, where Michael Rowland and Adam Skarsinski and uh, Justin and myself, we pretty much split the band in two. And then Justin and I went to search for new guitar players, and Your Name Come Up Again and we finally got you in there in that little practice room that we used to practice above the uh, beautiful balloons giggle shop. No, the giggle shop. The old giggly shop. Much giggling going on there. That's we did have. A, we had a great time there, and and the, actually some of the first songs that we're starting to release now, as in "Scream Shout," "American Way," what we've recorded, uh, and "Headlights." What, but you guys didn't really. "Headlights" has been around. Prior it's not through to. many right variations, yes. But you put the you put the best variation right. on it. Yes, I know. Yeah. I believe "Scream and Shout" was the first song that we wrote together. It was an old riff you had lying around. We just kind exactly. of started jamming around on it, and something just came out. That's right, and it worked. It was pretty amazing. We I remember that we wrote five or six original songs at that at that point in time. We learned a few covers, and then we started playing, getting back. Like, you guys were comfortable, we were comfortable, and we started playing again, and it seemed like the attention that the band was jiving on at that point in time, when we started playing those shows, was like, it was happening. Stars kind of aligned. Yes. Yes, they did. We we did our first uh, music video for I Want You Back. 17-hour day, two locations, many rewrites as we were recording. Very fun time, though. I love... We recasted the female part, and I want you back. Mid shoot, three times. <laughs> our first, our first person, first lady, didn't show up. Um, she was supposed to be at, at uh, Justin and I's apartment at 5:30 in the morning. Didn't show. No call, no show. Is like we like to say it in the Sears world. That's right. She got fired. We left. We did our music shoot at Nashville at a bar. Do you remember the name of the bar? I was trying to remember that. I know it was a little dive.
1: Little, but I uh, can't remember the name shack,
0: right? yeah. little, little tiny shack. About the size of my dorm room when I was in college. It was... Smaller than that. <laughs> Michael Butts was the director. He made a call to one of his female actresses that he met at NFI, Nashville Film Institute. We filmed our first part of the script there with a female lead. Then when we moved to McMinnville... an hour and a half way to shoot all the western scenes we had another no call no show (laughs) while I was eating at Taco Bell I got the call and Michael was like she just uh, said that she wasn't gonna be here (laughs) so we recast it to Olivia Newby she saved the day she did and we have the video that you see now we wrote uh, Michael Butts and Scott Crane rewrote the script while we were there and tons of unused footage featuring all kinds of stuff going on <laughs> in that bar besides just us playing but you know it worked out good that video it looks really fantastic did an awesome job that's right and that and that was the first kind of was that at what time was that into your experience with i feel like it was later on in the same year it was within a year yeah because right? we, so. we started playing together like january february so Right. In the Google shop. Right. And I think we did that shoot in around the end of August or something. Probably so. Because that would have been, did we do the shoot in, like, 2014 or something? I can't remember. 2014, can't remember 2015. Either. Right. And then we had debacle with a promoter. Ah. Yes. <laughs> Radio edit. Show well, him. Drop I, <laughs> I, I may bleep it out. <laughs> oh, God. It may sound like you're yeah. saying a bad word. <laughs> I'll be Had a little bit of fiasco with that. Got promised a West Coast tour, and that never panned out. We, I, I actually spilled that to the Southern Standard, our mm. hometown paper, and then after that didn't happen, I uh, looked like a huge doofus. Had egg on your face. That's right. Eating crow. Eat. I did. But it wasn't your fault. Medium rare. It's all like my steak, Brandon. Uh, man after my own heart. Fart. Mm. Leave that out. <laughs> and then the uh, the next video Let's see We did uh, Mr. Unlucky Correct And you actually played bass On that video I did We were in between bassists, And that song in general Doesn't have some guitar going on But it's got the no, killer bass Zero writ- guitar Written by Micah uh, Oh yeah Exactly And and he was He was not in the picture just yet right. We had uh, Garrett Roper Excellent Excellent bass player yeah, he was fantastic the, He was the He was the first bass player That you played with and Sleep Nation's pretty much your first band that you played yep. with. I mean, I had you know, a few projects, but nothing that never got past you Was know, it a Boom month Snort? Of... Was that one of your projects? Snort is a classic. Shout out to Steve Hillis. That's right. Steve Hillis, shout out. One of the best drummers I've worked with. That's right. He is. I wouldn't know anything if it wasn't for Steve Hillis. He was the first person I jammed with. I learned all of my musical tricks and how to jam with a, with other people and how to listen to your... Everything that I play in music, I pretty much owe to Steve Ellis, So he should get writing credits on the next album. No, I wouldn't say that. Oh, okay. He has said that he wants his name in like a little tiny... Special like, thanks. Special thanks <laughs> <laughs> to... <That's>... But we've <laughs> never had that enough... You know, we've never had enough room on there. Once we have the funds for a booklet and an album, yeah. we'll have Steve's name all over the place. We'll just... Plop his picture on the front. How about we just call the album Steve? Old Steve. Old Stevie Hillis. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, your right hand man, Garrett Roper. Garrett Roper left. Pursue other interests. That's right. And that's perfectly fine. But how has that affected you and being used to somebody, playing with somebody for a few years? What? Yeah, it was a couple of years yeah. since you played with a Garrett. And you guys, you guys, roommates, oh yeah, best buddies, obviously, you know, I love playing music, so I'm gonna stick with it, but of course, uh, yeah whenever you're playing with your best friend and they unfortunately just gotta do their own thing it's uh there's an adjustment period, of course, there's always an adjustment period. I've kind of gotten used to playing with just I feel like you know sleep nation most through drummers, oh yeah, that's a whole that's a whole other episode right there. That's, that's <laughs> But exactly. no, and you know, Garrett did his own thing, and I mean, maybe talking about it, it sounds like there's tension or not anything. Oh, but you know, no, your... I wasn't saying there's yeah, any tension. You know, I just wanted to yeah, it was, bring it up because I, I mean, you know, there's there's things that I, you know, I, I miss, I miss playing with Garrett. Well, the thing is, he just Garrett's got a lot of personality that he, he brings into the whole, he, exactly, to the whole ordeal. So that was sorely missed, but we're still rocking. Michael's still fantastic. Rocking. I mean, he's the original Sleep Nation bassist right. before it was Sleep Nation. That's right. And he's rocking it. So we got a lot of good things in the future. That is true. we got a lot of things coming up. Let's go back to the time where we went to Justin Swingler's wedding. Oh. Yes. And Garrett Roper and I, we went to, I believe it was a, a music store in Cocoa Beach. You had your Jeep that we drove down there with. Yes. And Garrett and I purchased a $5 Brooks and Dunn Greatest Hits. How much do you hate country prior to that CD? Well, like I said, I liked Alan Jackson, but that was a very low point in my life. Liking Alan Jackson, but that was like five years old. So, Amen. is that a low? Did you have a low point at five I meant years old? Height wise, I was a very short yeah. person at oh, that okay. point. Okay, that's totally. But annoying. yeah, I know. You know, I like the classic stuff, uh, older country, but yeah, a lot of that modern stuff, really nineties and above, not a big fan of. And y'all made me listen to that greatest hits album for eight hours on yes, the way back from yes, we did <laughs> Cocoa Beach. And then a month later, it was still in your CD. Still right? in my Jeep, yes. Still rocking it. Out. As a joke, you guys just kept it in my Jeep, and uh, you didn't realize that I was going to keep it in my CD player for the coming months. That's right. And I'm a huge Brooks and Dunn fan. Well, aren't we all? Little B and D. Should be little B and D. That's what I always say. Actually, that is still in my Jeep as we speak right now. I might throw that on on the drive home. Kick back with a little good memories. Some neon B&D moon memories. Neon moon, My Maria. I don't know how many singles they had but they had a an absolute massive dump truck ton of hits. Well, that greatest hits album is a how many songs are on that? 16 something like that. And that's just And they're the- all solid. That's just the one CD, because oh, there's yeah. a double disc version of that. Well, Garrett Gar- Gar- and I were cheap. We bought the $5 version. <laughs> well, let's get the uh, next trip. We're going to get that double disc. and <laughs> Get the double, double disc. Oh, that double D. <laughs> and drop the D. Drop the D. Well, I must say, out of any guitar player I've ever played with, you and I work together so well. And I, I don't know what it is, and I still... There's times where I try to figure out. I know necessarily you and I don't agree sometimes on schematics outside of music but when I play guitar and you play guitar and we play it together man it works because I I don't know what kind of magical potion how we make it work but it it sounds I think we have our own strengths on the complete opposite end of the spectrum that's whenever we kind of come together they all mesh right there in the middle I agree that's true and and you and also and I share a lot of musical similarities we I, I think that's why I didn't work at the first, because at that time we were Micah and Justin and I were trying to sound, we were trying to sound like something that we weren't. We were not. We weren't at the time. We were trying to sound like you 2 and Switchfoot and wanting to emulate your favorites right. versus creating your own. And then we started growing into our own, which was more of a just rock and roll sound. And I think you could gravitate towards that more and you could you could kind of feel more comfortable in that and i feel like you are very comfortable in that absolutely that's where the uh like i said after 11th 12th grade i started really digging into the 60s 70s and 80s rock and roll scene and that's kind of where i've stayed and that's the good stuff that's the good stuff that's what i like playing that's right and we and we uh we rock it as much as we can we try that's right what's your top five albums? Really, right? all time. The top five albums of all time. Yes. I'm going to do No Particular Order. Okay. that's all that's, right. That's perfectly fine. First thing that comes to mind, The Game by Queen. Fantastic. 1980, I believe. They just did a recent movie on Queen. That's true. What was your thoughts on that movie? Fine piece of filmmaking. As a uh, obsessive Queen fan, it was just a little hard seeing some inconsistencies and things like that. But as a movie, very entertaining. I liked it. Rami Malik Nailed it. The whole yeah. casting, all the casts were fantastic. Yeah, just uh, some of those facts and stuff. You know, when you're a big fan, it kind of makes your eye twitch a little. Yeah, I could watch a movie on Genesis. I'd be yeah. like, nah. <laughs> yeah, that's nah. wrong. <laughs> nah. <laughs> My I second be... album, probably expecting this, Candlebox, their first album. Candle- Candlebox first album. Candlebox is... F- you know that I'm not a huge into the 90s scene, although you've, very, you've rubbed off on me a lot. I'm delved in more into the 90s grunge stuff a lot more, but... That first album, My Candlebox, is a good bridge between some 80s tar work and the 90s more. They actually played in Cookville. Was it at Woolies? No, it was at, which is now like a warehouse, and they, they played in Cookville. Cookville nice. so well, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. it actually, to be honest with you, it was at the end of a tour, and it was pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they they went and played their five top songs, and then after that they were just playing snippets of Mm. classic rock songs. Well, let's hope we don't go down that road. We could. <laughs> we, we will not. It's a hard question, man.
1: I saw the light, I'm
0: baptized by the... Let's see, for uh, number three, you know, it, it's a tie between Van Halen's first and second album. Really? Yes. I like you, the rawness. You would put... I mean, like, I'm just surprised that you... Because with me, I'm, I'm not trying to challenge you, Your oh, like, no. your history... But as a, as a also a huge Van Halen connoisseur, for some reason, the first album seemed like it's massive and huge, where the second album's not totally there for me. There's just some amazing songs on that second album. Somebody Get Me a Doctor, one of the best Van Halen jams of all time. They definitely opened it up with a killer jam. Yeah. The uh, cover of Linda Ronstadt yep. off of Van Halen, too. Excellent. But yeah, it's... Those two are just so, they feel like one package, those two together. So I think that's kind of why it's hard for me to pick one or the other. But I might have to go with the first album. It's, it's hard a classic. To, it's hard to pick between DLR's package. I. <laughs> that is very true. He's got quite a catalog. Becoming are coming in on number four, Casey Kasem and Seth Bolton. <laughs> There's a terror of knowing what this world is about. Not a great album. <laughs> a great song, though. What album did they release that on? Under Pressure. No, that's the name of the song. Um, Hot Space. Hot Space. I believe that was right after the Does game. Does have like an Andy Warhol L- Look to the album cover. Um, it was very poppy. That was when Freddie was taking more control over the sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's some great songs on there, but much different than any of other, other albums. Right. We're getting sidetracked here. Jesus. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 when did he make an album? <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ Superstar? Is that number four? No, sir. Oh, four. Like I said before, these are no particular order. Purple Rain. Yes, you're a huge Prince fan. I am a huge Prince fan. Both, you know, the stuff with the revolution and just his more dancey stuff later on. I love Prince, but Purple Rain is amazing front to back. Did you know the actual recording of Purple Rain is alive? From a live show. I think I have. Them. I mean, okay. they did a few overdubs, you know, in the studio, but the meat of that song was live off the album. I think I did know that, but thank you for a, reminding me. That's for the viewers, you know. A little something for the <laughs> listeners viewers. out there. Just wanted to let you guys know that Seth and I kept making noise with his chair and we kind of made a big joke at it and started laughing and getting crazy.
1: This is the loopiest episode (laughs) ever. (laughs) That's
0: what I bring to the table. Some little loopy goopy. Now a word from our sponsors. (laughs) Number five. Fifth favorite album probably have to be Boats and Hoes. Prestigial Worldwide. Boats and Hoes. Goats and Hoes. You know what? I'm going to throw it back to my high school days. Oh. Under oath. They're only chasing safety. That opened up a whole another realm of music for me listening to that album. And I go back and listen to it. I'm not big into, you know the screaming vocals in my older years, but uh, right. that is a solid piece of music that whole album is. See, so, yeah, I'm going to throw that on there. Okay. A little curveball. ball. little, little curveball with hey. number five. Seth coming in with the old curved ball. <laughs> curved. It's the curved shaft. What do you want to accomplish as a guitar player for Sleep Nation? What I do think you the- want people to take from what you're doing I think the biggest thing that I look for is I want to impress other musicians I want to make music for people that like music so you have no interest in catering to the people that don't play music not necessarily they don't play music they don't we'll just throw it on the radio and whatever's on is what they want to listen to not that that's a bad thing but it's uh, I like a little more thought and substance and I want I people to enjoy that to enjoy what I do I agree I agree. Michael Rollins just joined us in the Studio Sleep Nation Station podcast. Michael Rollins just slipped in unknowingly. We didn't even know what Oh, gosh. Here he is. I'm here. He's crashing the uh, Seth
1: Bolden interview. That's okay. This is my time to shine, Michael. I didn't even know you were here. Oh. I came in and there you were. Being such a curmudgeon. <laughs> hey wanted to see what was
0: going on so what Micah, what's your thoughts on seth bolden's plan from the the time that you recorded song you cor- recorded screaming shout american way three others that we've, yet we've got a we got a new single we're about to drop with the vid, with the vidya we haven't even done the vidya yet but it's gonna be uh it's gonna be pretty awesome and then i'm sure everybody's heard mm-hmm. headlights live What do do you think about old Seth? What what was your experience in
1: the studio with Seth? What I like about Seth is don't hold back, Mike. Don't (laughs) hold back. (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, the first time I got to record with you, it was very limited. So we didn't get to explore your vastness inside of the studio. What was the first time? That just the one time that we did this EP. That was it. I ain't seen him any other time. This is the first time he and I have met. (laughs) <laughs> what was that? I'm probably about to poop my pants. Oh my god! So the thing I really if enjoyed it about bad in here. recording with Seth back on Serious Talk, his attention to detail. His part needed to be right, and it needed to be his way, and I appreciated that. He didn't half-ass it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna have, sure. Now this is going to be explicit. Is, is it really? <laughs> yeah, 'cause you said.
0: You can say that on TV. I mean, we're, we're good. Yeah. This isn't TV. This is this is the internet,
1: man. They're, this is the Wild West of <laughs> entertainment. We're like, okay. It's like Howard Stern. Yeah. But I really appreciated his attention to detail. When Thank it came you. to recording his lead parts, making sure that they're right, them, him wanting them to be right, the fact that we took that little extra time to make sure that everything was the way you wanted it to sound uh, made the difference. Which I
0: appreciate that because I'm yeah.
1: very hard on myself when it he comes is, to how I sound. He is. But that's, well, you, that's what makes him good. What
0: well, was awesome? Even the things that you thought you didn't nail, you still nailed it. And and I remember Micah and I sitting back there, and we're like, "Geez Louise, you know, we, we can't even touch the stuff."
1: And Seth's like throwing it to the side, it's like it's
0: not got to last. <laughs> throw again, <the> <laughs>
1: no I'll stop, get to the job by If we had had maybe two weeks in the studio, I'd, it'd been awesome just to see what else you would have created while we were there. Obviously, we were limited in time, but a lot of a lot of time in the future. A lot of time in the future. yeah.
0: A lot of time in the future.
1: I'm like talking out this way, so I don't want... Is it really going to be explicit? No. <laughs> I have to click a tab and it <laughs> says any it's cursing? explicit. Yes.
0: Oh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to use a curse word. We'll bleep it out. Do you want us to bleep it out? That'd, That'd be, be hilarious. Bleep. I think bleeps are funnier. They, they are. So, okay. So there you go. That's what we'll do.
1: All right.
0: Seth, I I really appreciate you as a person. I appreciate you as the lead guitar player for Sleep Nation. Man, you. you (laughs) God bless. Yeah, start all that over. I was blowing. (laughs) Blowing. On this bottle. Seth, I really appreciate you as a person, as a lead guitar player for Sleep Nation. Just rocking and rolling, giving it your all every time you play. And thank you for doing this podcast. It's cool. I like this little uh, project we got going on. I have to get more involved with it. That's right. You need to. From what I've heard, it sounds awesome. So I'm excited to see how this turns out. Make we'll me sound you. good. Make me sound good, bro. I'll,
1: I'll make you, you sound. Like kiss, or kiss or something? I mean, this is. Okay. okay.
0: You Man, guys I'm, are Why did you invite him in
1: here? <laughs> 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 it was a terrible idea. <laughs>
0: Once again, thank you for listening to the Sleep Nation Station podcast. Please hit the subscribe button. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies about the Sleep Nation Station podcast. And if you are a poet, an artist, a band member, whatever you've got going on that's creative, let us know. Email us at sleepnationband at gmail.com and we could possibly interview you.